0: On Big V Racing.
1: Great light on with Dan Malicki. Ah, what a weekend it is in harness racing as well. We've got the Miracle Mile at Manangle, and who better to preview that than the great Dan Malicki who joins us now on Big V Racing. Good afternoon to you, Dan. Yeah, thank you, Matt.
2: Uh, good afternoon to you. It is. It's a huge weekend, and I think there's more focus on Sydney's Miracle Mile this year than last year, so that's that's a good thing.
0: right? Oh, Dan. Um, Ravo's the talking point. Ravo. <laughs> I've got a gut feeling he'll get rolled. Um, yeah. well, three, well, he's not the favourite, so yeah, three dollars eighty coming. Been from well back, second five dollars. Well yeah. What's? Mm-hmm. I just think it's yeah. I just got a weird feeling that the high pressure, and, and I'm not sure he's a menangle horse, but what's his best scenario from, from the draw? What's what, what's the wish list from
2: there? Well, I think the connections are looking at with a small field of eight, uh, to just allow him to settle and come with one run. So expect him to perhaps be three wide from about halfway and, and powering his way into the race. So, um, a little bit different to the way that we've seen him certainly driven last start, but he's going to need to, to balance up. And if he's right, I feel confident that if he's right, if every horse in that right, in that race is at their top, he'll win.
0: Captain Ravishing's
2: best is better than the others. What
0: about his stride manners, if you know what I mean? To me, he looks like he's running downhill. He just doesn't seem to yet have his act together.
2: Well, often you see horses hang in, A, it's because of inexperience, B, there could be an issue. Um, So if those things haven't been ironed out, they're the chinks in his armour and he hung badly for a group 1 race last time last start um that's why he he lost he he just didn't pace properly there were other uh, reasons as well but he needs to be on his game because when you're young and inexperienced, you can't afford uh, to give away uh, advantages to the older and more experienced and more mature, and that's exactly what he faces.
1: This is Greenlight on with Dan Malecki as we preview a huge weekend in the trots. And, Dan, before we continue to analyse this uh, Miracle Mile at Menangle on Saturday night, you're brought to us by some wonderful sponsors.
2: Yeah, great support from Lower Long Farms uh, for many a year now, and they're delighted to offer 27 outstanding yearlings at the 2023 Melbourne Nutrient Sale at Inglis Oaklands Junction on April 1 to April 3. Amongst many highlights of the draft are a poster boy half brother to former Australian two year old Colt of the Year and emerging the Storm Inside, an American ideal half-brother to Poster Boy himself and his half-brother Yankee Rockstar, and an Art Major cult from Group 1 Vic Bread Champion Mayor Without You. Detailed information on each lot, including pedigrees, photos and videos, will be available at au and on-farm inspections are welcomed by appointment. Lower Long Farms, where quality is our priority. Hey, uh, Dan, do you think the
0: ingredients are there for some sort of Australasian record to be smashed in the this Miracle Mile? It's a fast track, the fastest of the fast. Is this when we see some sort of record
2: go down? Well, I think it's more of uh, Captain Ravishing's the one that could push whether he won it or, or not. But if he's going to come from the back of the field uh, this time, and that's what uh, has been reported, um, and just looking at the, the race shape, I, I just wonder whether they might rethink that. Uh, but he's not a brilliant beginner, Matt. He's not the sort of horse who just blazes the gate. We saw that in the Chariots of Fire. He had to be stoked up. And if he wasn't drawn one, he probably wouldn't have led. So a lot would depend on him. The track would have to be in quick order. On nights like that, it's usually well presented. Chariots a Fire Night, they had a couple of inches of rain, remember, earlier on in the night, and the meeting got put back. So they can run fast. It just depends at what stage of the race Captain Ravishing can get going. If he's at his best, he could run some extraordinary time. And, and I think that's the, the line in the sand. If he's at his best, it would take something extraordinary for him to get beaten. But, you know, the jury's out whether or not. It's not a matter of him being overrated. It's a matter of him being at his best, because I think his best is better than every other horse in the race, which is a big statement I know. Honolulu Bay has never been in better form. Catch a wave beat Captain Ravishing last start, and maybe it's unfair to those quality horses um and look they might be equally as suited they're at the top of the game and we don't have any doubts about that but we still do with captain ravishing yeah if he's
0: driven to run time he can't win if he's driven to win the race and that is to be coiled back and find some rhythm and come with one run then i've got a feeling that if he's responsible for the smashing of a track record he won't win the race
2: yeah, I, look, I tend to think you're right. Uh, I don't think that is going to be the aim. It's going to be trying to uh, win that race, which is naturally what you should be doing anyway. Um, he really can't go slow, and he can carve out a very fast last half. And one thing about Captain Ravishing I reckon we've chatted about for quite a while, I feel he's a better horse when he hasn't got a horse to his direct outside. I, it's, it's, it's as if he's, he doesn't like being in tight spaces. You look at his mm. best performances, he's usually sat without cover or he's been well out in front, nothing's been there to get that eyeball pressure. So that's something that when he's been in that situation, he, whether he, you call it folding up or he's been beaten, whether he's vulnerable, all that sort of stuff. So here if he is coming with a one run, even if it's three wide with cover or three wide or getting around to the uh, spot outside the leader, He seems to go better that way until there's a time that he's on the peg, sustaining pressure and being able to win. Time will tell, naturally, he's still lightly raced, but he does seem to like it when there's nothing on his outside.
1: Emma Stewart has four chances in the race, which is incredible, Dan, when you think that it wasn't that long ago she wasn't a huge player on the Grand Circuit scene and coming off that Hunter Cup victory with Honolulu Bay, all of a sudden she's got such a strong hand in this race and... Honolulu Bay is the favourite. He's been rock solid, really, as the favourite here. Dan opened 280. He sits at $3. Now, surely he's the one that they've all got to beat.
2: Oh, look, no doubt. I think the Inter Dominion really made him. His performances were fantastic winning through the heats. He, he ran fourth in the final, but the way he's come back, he's even improved since then. So. Um on form, on elite open class form, you'd think he was Emma's best chance. On raw ability, I know they say Captain Ravishing's their best. MacDan made the race last year. He's a brilliant beginner, and he's the one that could fly the gate and really put the pressure on early. I'm sure Spirit of St. Louis, he might want to kick up from the inside draw as well. He did do that in the Hunter Cup, remember. And even though he was pressured, and it might have looked the wrong tactics, he didn't drop out. He still stuck on pretty well. So back to a mile, he'll come out. Million dollars worth of prize money up for grabs. So uh, I think it's one of those cases you'd much prefer a weakening fourth than a fast finishing fourth. And um, those horses are going to put themselves into the race. It, it's it, it, the female aspect of this race, I reckon, is quite extraordinary. I might be just um, extending that bow just a little bit here, guys. But you've got Emma Stewart training four runners, Belinda McCarthy training two runners, Kate Gath driving catch a wave, and the only horse that doesn't have a, a female trainer or driver is a female horse. So you can make a case that the whole field is a, is about the, the ladies, whether it's the equine kind or the human kind.
0: Absolutely. I've just mm. checked the weather bureau. Menangles seems to be a magnet for horrific surprise yeah. storms. It's happened twice. Mm. I think Miracle well, miracle Mil- last year yeah. was one. Yeah. I'm just hoping like hell that all hell doesn't break loose. So Friday, 19 to 26, Saturday, 40% chance of rain. I hope that doesn't mean weird electrical storms and stuff because Menangal
2: seems to be a magnet, doesn't it, uh, Dan? It uh, does. Well, Miracle Mile Night last year, remember, it got postponed. I mean, it was... And the place can get flooded too. They've got a bit of a tunnel there and you, you could be in there when a storm hits, but you can't get out of there. So, uh, particularly when you park inside. So, you're right, it has been a bit of a magnet for the last... Well, two big meetings in the last 12, uh, 12 months. Surely third time lucky and they'll get some clear air uh, on the night. But that's at 9.28 tomorrow night and, and Matt, I know we've talked about Captain Ravishing on and on and on and sometimes, you know, I, I think some people think, oh, not again type of thing. But he is that that marquee horse. He's not a champion, um, but uh, none of the other horses in this race are. Some of them could be on stepping stones towards that uh, rarefied air. But there's no doubt the talking point around Captain Ravishing, win-lose-draw, love him, hate him, somewhere in between, <laughs> um, it, it, it helps talk and put... I think harness racing, uh, maybe just a smidgen more on the map, and I think that's a good thing. So we need those horses, whether they live up to all the hype or they don't. Uh, he's a horse that got an invitation into the race, and here the lead-up to a miracle mile is about a horse who's the least qualified of pretty much every runner in it.
0: Well, he's the conversation hogger, and I think it's a scenario where I think everyone just goes, wow, this is a hell of a challenge. This is a fast, erratic hasn't got his act together yet if he can overcome all of that and win a miracle mile um, I think that's what's exciting people like I'm going to be glued to it because I'm thinking I don't think you can win prove me wrong you know
2: yeah and I, I, I totally agree with you and that's what we want people to do is to to be able to watch and say yeah I know he wasn't as good as I thought he was or vice versa and 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 find out and that's the best way to do it and The the horse that I I would think we can relate to a little bit would have been Nature Strip in the first half of his career, Matt and Matt, um, because uh, it was very divisive, people on Nature Strip and against Nature Strip. It was seen that he could be failing in some of his uh, big races, but then look what he's gone on to do. Not to say Captain Ravishing will do it, but he seems to split um, the, the harness racing fraternity or even those beyond it as to whether he is the next best thing or he is the next best thing or he's overrated.
1: I reckon you've nailed the comparison there, Dan. Absolutely nailed it. Win, lose or draw, he'll have people talking. But I will say one thing. If he loses again, he'll be less of a talking point the next time that he goes (laughs) around. I'm confident of that. Hey, Dan, we need to get a wriggle on. The New South Wales Derby is an interesting race, and I know you're going to have a chat to Abby Sanderson on Cracking the Codes this week. At 17 years of age, can she win the New South Wales Derby with Catalpa Rescue?
2: I honestly think she's a really good chance, a $9 shot, to be able to do it. Uh, It's a fabulous story. Uh, Her dad, Shane, um, relocated from Queensland a couple of years ago with the whole family. They're now based at Charlton in Victoria. He's got two horses in the Derby, two horses he's trains, and his son, his 19-year-old son, Ryan, who's an absolute young gun, Ryan Sanderson drives uh, Dangerous, and his 17-year-old daughter, Abby Sanderson, drives Catalpa Rescue. And at the moment, they're $6 and $9 in the market. They're both serious chances of doing it. Um, And as a young lady, first group one drive and in a $200,000 derby trained by her dad, I think it's a fabulous story and it's a great story for the Sanderson family. And yeah, Abby's going to join us on uh, saturday morning on, on cracking the code so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that and i mentioned that the female theme just through the miracle mile uh here's a young girl at 17 years of age and uh, she's driving up against some of the most known drivers in in harness racing and grant dixon and luke mccarthy and jack calligan they've got the kiwi horse there with tim williams as well so it's it's a fabulous story and, and i'm sure both the young Sanderson's have got terrific careers in the sulky.
0: And the sibling rivalry between them is very, very mm. intense too, mm. so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, Andrea Leake is also going to join us on Codes. Yep.
2: And we're talking family again, aren't we? Like I've mentioned Dad with the, the two kids, and here we're talking with Andrea and John and, and Mitch, and they've all got runners in the same race, which is extraordinary within itself uh, in race two on Saturday, Matt. No, absolutely Uh, uh, Looking forward to all of that
1: certainly are Hey Danny, got to go Hey, uh, appreciate your time Good luck over the weekend Huge weekend of harness racing And uh, go well on the punt
2: Thank you And Melton, they've got a big six jackpot uh, Which usually I'm too late to find out I think it's a great idea They should seed the pool every week for the big six And that's at Melton Saturday night
1: Love it, we'll be on Good on you Dan Thanks guys